0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, It's been a while since I've done this. Um, I've been wanting to talk about a number of events, um, and every time I've kind of started, I just decided to stop. Um, One of those reasons is because I'm really tired. Um, You might be able to hear in the background right now, in fact, my little girls are yelling and playing in their cribs. Um, They're at that stage of their life where they seem tired at seven, but seem to stay up and... In their cribs for like three hours ripping their clothes off and their diapers off and it's just been a ride but i figured it's time to put my foot down and just suck it up and do it so i'm tired as hell uh, most days my mind is just a mess and a mush but the Rittenhouse house verdict came in today um, and what i'm seeing is straight up nuts um, and i even more so and what's compelling me even more to speak today to you all is that I've also been monitoring some of the responses from people in Loudoun County and and really just has me shaking my head. I'll say up front, in spite of the fact that I probably would have been best suited in my life and my career choices for it, I did not go to law school. I do not have a law degree. I'm not a lawyer, and I probably never will be. Uh, that, That ship has sailed. But what the case, the Rittenhouse trial has taught me is that It doesn't fucking matter if you're a lawyer. You know why? Because lawyers um, or people who have worked in law for their entire lives now, you know, have moved on from being just trial attorneys to district attorneys and assistant district attorneys and and working and moving on for the state and beyond. They could be fucking retarded, too. And I apologize in advance. Um, you know, I, I'm a little bit loose with the, my use of curse words. I'm a New Yorker. I talk about it often. We're kind of blunt and we tend to not apologize for cursing. Um, though I, I do tend to try and keep it to a minimum on this show, uh, on this podcast, but sometimes you just can't do it. Um, I have zero respect for the people who brought this trial, those who support them. Um, and we'll get into more of the folks who I feel are feeding into this absolute, uh, Infestation of what is becoming of our justice system and the world around it, the reason why I'm so worked up over this, you know, yeah, it's great that Kyle was exonerated here um you know that's a win right i'm I find myself super angry at the onset as well, and I'll do my best here to explain. I am frankly fucking terrified for what the future of justice holds in the country, right We are not approaching the point where we should be scared. We're at that point now. What I mean is look at this trial as just one example. By just about every measure, this should not have ever been brought to trial. There was video at the onset. And as we learned, apparently some really fucking high quality video too. In spite of this, because of the rage mob, because of the woke mob, because of these fucking morons who burn down cities, who destroy property, who hurt individuals, who hurt themselves, in spite of, you know, people will bring charges again, folks, against folks to make a political point. They're either on board with that point. In other words, they're sympathetic to what the mob demands, or they're afraid of the reaction from the mob if they fail to react in the ways that they're being demanded of. That's a scary situation to be in. That is a scary, this is scary times, right? It worked out today. You know, props to the jury, in spite of all this talk about like, you know, threats to the jury, media following them and their bus, they came through with something that was obviously the right answer here. There wasn't even a single shred of evidence brought by the prosecution that defended or supported the assertion that Kyle went to Kenosha that night with the intent to kill people. Not a single second of testimony supported that. Nothing prior to the trial supported that either other than these stupid fucking talking heads that had over a year to just eat at people's psyches here. Even throughout this trial, even throughout the weeks that people have been hearing Finally, up front, this is what the evidence is. People are still saying, "Oh Kyle brought a a weapon across lines. Oh, the weapon was illegal. Oh, his mom brought him to the to the protests. um There are folks who thought and maybe even still continue to think that Kyle killed three black men that night or two black men that night and shot a third. It is very evident from looking at just at the surface media here we're talking social media for the most part that People just are not listening to this, are not paying attention. What they are paying attention to are the folks in the news who are delivering them and assigning them opinions. It is scary, right? And people might say, oh, you know, this exists on two sides. Yeah, editorial entertainment news exists on both sides. It's highly imbalanced. It's way more liberal than conservative, right? Of the major mainstays in national conservative news, there's only Fox News. The rest are some grassroots ones, and then there are some fringe ones that almost no one pays attention to. On the other side, however, everything is dominated by this liberal um, carte blanche ability to just assign people what they claim to be facts. And they have the nerve to talk about misinformation on things like Facebook or through political campaigns. Like, are you fucking kidding me? These people have been doing this for years. There is a certain level, right, that we get to when we say, okay, this doesn't feel so much like someone just stating an opinion anymore. These folks state their opinion on shows that their viewers regard them as celebrities, as spokespeople. As I speak and record this right now, people on MSNBC are talking about how this was somehow a win for white supremacy, Joy Reid being one of those people. Is she fucking nuts? She is asking for a defamation suit to be brought against her, against the people who are putting her on the air, the people that are paying for her, the producers. How can we not See that this is a little different than simply stating an opinion. You could deliver a controversial opinion, even a biased one, and at the same time, you can recognize, hey, these are just opinions, and we're talking about alleged people who are alleged to have committed crimes, right? They don't even say alleged shooter or alleged killer or alleged murderer. They just simply assign these things to people like Rittenhouse because they can. The reason why I'm talking about it on this show, which is supposed to be more of like a loud and focused show or at least like a more homegrown like parent like show about how we are uh, are dealing with some of these issues nationally as parents in localities, things like the school board, things like local politicians. Well, guess what? Local politicians are talking about this shit right now. And, you know, I'm pretty easy. I tend to be pretty easy on on our local politicians like like Chair Phyllis Randall, right? I I could think of almost no instances where I agree with her on things. That being said, she's nice, generally, right? And often, and I give her this, I give her a check mark, and, you know, here's some credit for you on this. She comes to us sometimes to get opposing opinion. Sometimes she engages with people respectfully and gets that opinion. And I respect that, which is why when I... Observe some of the things she said recently, and it's not just limited to written house. I've seen she's gotten a little testy on, on things like Twitter. Maybe she does that more often than I'm even aware of. Maybe I just haven't seen it. Either way, it's different than the persona she she exemplifies on on outlets like Facebook. But I, after work today, I pulled it up. I was curious. Um, one of the things that you know I've always kind of been weary of is when politicians dig their nose into shit that isn't important or at least isn't relevant to their job and their and their people. Uh, I understand this is a national level case, right? But I'm a little surprised with the take that she has here. in fact, i'm pretty I'm a little bit skeptical that people came to her at all, but let me let me explain what she said if you haven't seen it already. Uh, I'll quote her directly. It's a pretty short post, even though it's a couple paragraphs. Chair Phyllis says. Loudon, I'm receiving calls, correspondence, and questions about today's verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. I normally don't post on this page regarding events outside of Loudon County. However, I believe this verdict has far-reaching impacts that could affect every county, city, town, and Hamlet in America. Real talk? In no fair world do I believe Rittenhouse should have been found guilty on all counts. However, having closely followed the trial, I can't say I'm surprised. Disappointed? Yes. Yes. Concerned? Yes, I believe the jury decision is unjust and I can't imagine the pain the families of Joseph Rosenbaum Rosen, Rosenbaum, Anthony Huber and Gage Grosskreutz are experiencing today. Having said that, at moments such as this, my first response is not as your county chair but as a woman of faith who happens to also be the county chair. Tonight I will not only pray for the families of the victims, I will pray for the healing of our country. Even and the quote is that she uses, which is nuts even in our sleep, Pain which cannot forget falls drop by drop upon the heart until in our own despair against our will comes wisdom through the awful grace of God. And that was a quote by Robert Kennedy on the occasion of the death of Dr. Martin Luther King. Chair Phyllis Randall, what the fuck did you watch for two, three weeks? Are you insane? Like real talk, right? Right. People say that when they're when they're trying to set up like oh I got something monumental to say and this like really hot take that makes a lot of sense. What the fuck here made sense? She believes that Rittenhouse should not have been found guilty in all counts. She follows that by saying she closely followed the trial. What fucking trial were you looking at for three weeks if you think that he was should not be found innocent? She says I can't I can't say I'm surprised, disappointed. Yes, so what she's basically saying is is she knew the writing was on the wall because the trial was just terrible, but it didn't matter. You know what mattered? Her feels, right? She cared more about the socio-political and the cultural leanings that she supports in relation to this trial, right? The side that she supports than the straight up explicit facts. She has no problem. She would have had no she would have lost no sleep at night for the only victim in this case who was Kyle Rittenhouse, who was attacked and defended himself, she would have had no problem, no qualm with that kid being crucified for defending himself in accordance with his rights. Our, an elected politician, regardless of the fact that it's relatively small, even though you know Ladin's a populist, populous area, she she had to appeal to a lot of people to get elected. An elected individual who is supposedly educated and of reasonable mind says this shit. This is the type of people you know the soft kind of people the soft spoken person of faith that will crucify you and your kids if it enables them to prove a political point and win one for their side just in preparation for the next election this is the i sorry to slam my phone but i am worked up as shit over this why because this is just the beginning this is thank god the jury here wasn't scared enough to make a mistake And thank God we got to a verdict. If this was declared mistrial with prejudice, which it probably should have been days ago, people like Phyllis could have just kind of rested on the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse got off because of a technicality. They could continue to ride this train, this train of lies that he did something wrong here when he didn't. Point by point, every single day of the trial, the media narrative that was repeated at us ad nauseum for over a year and just shoved down our throats by these progressive bots was proven to be false. In spite of this, every day when you tuned, when you tuned into the nightly news shows, the entertainment editorialized shows, you saw the most ridiculous like helicopter blades spinning bullshit in response. Gage Groskreutz got on the stand a couple days, back, or last week, whenever, and in essence made the case for the defense, in spite of him being the prosecution's witness. The spin that emerged from that day almost made me vomit. He, in black and white, basically said, yes, I chased Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes, I pointed a weapon at him. And yes, I pointed that at his face. First regardless of that, people have spun this into like some kind of like seesaw balance game that saw good points being shared by the prosecution. Like they had something there, like they had a case Are is anyone not scared that state's attorneys like district attorneys at the state level are willing to bring charges like this on someone who basically, obviously, cause there was video, even though there was, Clearly not the best quality video shared, but everyone saw this. Everyone knew that these nuts fucking chased this kid, threatened him. On that point, Phyllis Phyllis Randall also kind of eulogizes these folks, the people who were killed, Rosenbaum and and Huber, praying for their families. They probably don't even have families. These kids were pieces of shit. They were raised terribly if they did have families at all. Rosenbaum was a multiple child rapist multiple times. I think it was five times. He had just been released from a psychiatric hospital that day of the riots in Kenosha over a year ago. Huber, a domestic abuser, multiple time felon. Grosskreutz, yeah, he survived multiple time felon, right? Also had, was the only one of the two between him and Kyle who were possessing an illegal firearm that day. What the hell are you people looking at? I ask of the folks in Loudoun County that are leading the ship and saying stupid shit like chair Phyllis Randall is Do, parents here in Loudoun County ask, answer me this question. Do you not think that if chair Phyllis Randall has this opinion about a kid like Kyle Rittenhouse that they won't have, that you won't take the opportunity to throw you and your kid under a bus in a similar situation? If you defend your, if your kid defends themselves in school, and they're being attacked and they could attach some kind of social justice message to it, even when it's not even applicable. Do you not think that someone like Phyllis Randall will take that opportunity? Do you not think that the people on the school board will take that opportunity too? Do you not sense the trouble where this is heading? I hate to come off as like in a rage, but I really kind of am this time. Over the last couple of months that I've been silent from this show, it's it's mostly because of just burnout in spite of the fact that I haven't done many of these, you know, it's kind of difficult to get this stuff done if you're not a professional and I am definitely not. You guys can tell from the quality of this show. I'm doing this from my office in my home. My kids are 20 feet away from me in their cribs. My dog is is punching me in the back of my knee like he does because he wants a treat with his nose. Cute little boy. I'm just the regular guy doing this, right? But Kyle and his family were regular people. How sad is it that on that night, Kenosha's politicians told the law enforcement to back off and let these pieces of shit destroy the place? We've seen this in many multiple cities over the last six, seven or eight years, ever since like the Trayvon and Michael Brown period of time when we had mayors telling, telling law enforcement locally to give people space, to have their rage. Where has that brought us? That's brought us to a place where a kid can be brought up on charges for defending himself from people who would have probably otherwise killed him. They killed people in Portland. They've killed cops everywhere in Dallas, New York. They've killed them all over the place. It's time to stop being okay about this shit. To the people in the middle who are kind of wishy-washy and squishy, who kind of like, you know, want to keep the peace. Moderates, so to speak. Right? To the folks who kind of You know, they'll lean to the right when it comes to issues of like law enforcement and justice, but they'll shimmy over to the left and and pretend to see points of people like Phyllis Randall, points of like racial justice points of people like Pastor Thomas. They'll listen to the school board and say, and, or give them the benefit of the doubt and say, oh, you're just going to do a good job. They'll, they'll try and keep the peace and they'll say, let's use the pronouns. Let's, let's be soft on crime. Let's think a little more about this. Fuck that shit. It's, we are past the time for this this middle ground that just lets everything kind of wiggle on by this, this foundation, or I I should say this environment that lacks a foundation that lacks walls to keep things tight and orderly inside it. For months on end, people in Loudoun County have been calling us people who are concerned, concerned about our kids in schools. They've been calling them bigots, Trumpists, insurrectionists, everything under sun, under the sun to link them to what they have basically used over the last year as like the biggest and brightest example of like right wing problems or rage or violence, right? They say it so much, it kind of makes it sound like they kind of, they almost want that insurrection. They almost want you to come at them. They want you to believe that that was like the pinnacle of what problems that can can, can befall them, the the, the pinnacle of the problems that can befall the country, right, because they were able to swat it away. What what was in essence what happened a year ago? Basically a riot that turned into about a two-hour delay of the certification of the vote tallies, and then we went on. People got charged, rightfully so, with trespassing and whatnot. But really, the reason why they play that up as this big thing is because they want to lie to themselves and pretend that they've seen the end of folks who might have had enough. In that case, sure, there wasn't a case to be made for that. There was no excuse for it. But they what, what they want to do is link us and our complaints about them to those individuals which ergo invalidates any points we could make against them and whatever system they're they're nurturing here. Look at the recalls against people. Beth Barts, yeah, she resigned, so that's off the table. But recalls now have been submitted for uh Chair Sheridan and and for uh 2 I think. With more maybe to come. They say that those are ways in which we are trying to subvert democracy. No, it's a it's a instrument of democracy. It is a way to exercise democracy. It gives voice to those in the minority who might be upset about something. They claim that our problems with them are purely political. That is bullshit. We care about our kids. We care about them. We didn't give a shit that they were a bunch of liberal assholes when they got elected. We accepted that and moved on. And we trusted that maybe in spite of the fact that our political difference, differences, they wouldn't look to inject that into every inch and every damn corner of our kids' lives and schools. But we were wrong. And that's why the, the, that's why the recall efforts or efforts are happening now plenty of people who aren't us right-wingers are pissed about this too, right? And that's the other lie. They pretend that it's just a purely partisan exercise. It's not. It's not required of you to be a part of any particular political party to have concern about your kids. They don't give a shit. They'll sacrifice their own kids if it scores them political points and they'll do it now. They'll sacrifice your kids to the law if it means they could score political points all the same. They'll do this in spite of clear, explicit, objective objective evidence proving the contrary. And they will just, they won't even blink. That's the sad thing. They won't even blink. They won't take a second to think twice about you and your kid in your home, how you raise them, how you are excuse me, how, how you intend to nurture them and care for them and see them through into adulthood. They want to be that influence. Why? Because if they get at them early enough, they impact the rest of it. They impact generations to come. And then it's over. Gone is the family and the role of it. Democrats have been doing this for decades upon end. They did it to black Americans back in the forties, fifties, sixties, and, you know, even further back. And they're doing it to everybody now doesn't matter what your race is. This is all being tied together today by this Rittenhouse trial conviction or lack of one by the, uh, by his exoneration. And I wouldn't normally like have to link that to local loud and shit, but guess what? People are going to use this. They're going to keep using this. Even today in that comment chain, that shit, that That Phyllis Randall started by posting her stupid, dumbass screed. People are talking about Kyle bringing weapons over state lines. Didn't happen. They're saying that the mother needs to be locked up and sent to the clink, I think one of them said, because she brought him to Kenosha. I don't think that even was, I think he went over with a friend. I think he drove to it. It's only 20 minutes away. I'm from Staten Island, New York. I could get to Newark, New Jersey. In about five minutes, sometimes it would take me an hour to get to my friend's houses a couple miles over in Staten Island. People who live near borders are allowed to cross them. It's not unheard of. What they're trying to do is to kind of weed in this whole like idea that because he crossed over a state line, there's some kind of federal case to be made. And don't be surprised when that happens. Don't be surprised when our Congress people try and up this over to Merrick Garland, Garland, another fucking puppet. It's going to happen. Watch. If not today, maybe tomorrow. When it was finally brought up to them that you know, and was proven in court that the weapon never left Kenosha. It was purchased there and stayed there and never left Kenosha in accordance with the law. They dropped the moving uh, or carrying weapon across the state lines line. And then they just said like across state lines as if like, you know, Kyle going from Antioch to Kenosha was like this big distance proving his vigilantism, proving his, his need to satiate this violent urge to kill people or hurt people. Absolutely nothing about what he did on that night is true. And I'll end with this part. It is fucking pitiful that a 17-year-old saw a city that he's loved because he's been a part of it, living there a little bit, working there a bit, friends there, family there. He saw something that was threatened. It's a shame that a 17-year-old kid with good intentions had to do that. And the police were handcuffed by or strapped or hands, whatever, however you want to call it, were basically strapped and couldn't do anything about it in real time. They could only react to incidents. They couldn't stop people from burning down businesses. They couldn't stop people from setting fires and dumpsters. They couldn't stop fights and and minor acts of violence. They couldn't do shit. And a 17-year-old had to go there, run around with a medical pack on his backpack, give aid to people who probably would have punched him in his face if he wasn't helping them. That's what our society has come to. That's the problem. The problem here is that a 17-year-old was forced to act admirably in the face of a bunch of fucking cowards. That's the problem. And that's what people like Randall, our school board, national-level politicians, that's what they're trying to set our kids up for, to be weak without a foundation, without an ethos, without something to defend and cherish and and. Keep whole because it is naturally good. Kyle Rittenhouse went to Kenosha to support his community, a community that was at least partially his too. He wasn't some stranger. He wasn't there to start a fight and he didn't start the damn fight. These assholes are the ones who started it. A couple of them escalated it. They chased him and they threatened his life. And thank God they're in the dirt today because of it. That should be the message from politicians on the left and the right and in the middle because that is what is true. What happened here was someone exercised their rights and because of the grace of God, if this happened maybe a year later, right? If progressive bullshit had another year to fester and seethe into society, who knows what the jury would have thought and come up with. But we were this close to sending an 18-year-old kid to prison for life over something that should be applauded. Shame on you, fucking Chair Randall. You're an asshole. Shame on the people who support her. Shame on people who could condemn someone in the face of glaring, obvious evidence. Yeah, I get sometimes these things aren't as clear. Sometimes these things aren't as clear cut, but in this case it was, and it doesn't matter a lick to you folks, because what what matters to you is, is sticking it to the Trump people, sticking it to the right winger, sticking it to anybody who may even imply that someone has a right to defend themselves and own a firearm. Fuck you guys. The time is over for this kind, respectful shit in the middle that exists. Fuck these people, call them out for it. Curse them out. Let them know how stupid they are. Don't urge violence or any of that shit. We don't need that. We don't need more of that. This can be done in their face, on social media, wherever. Just do it. But don't do it respectfully. They don't fucking deserve it and they won't give it to you either.